0: Hi Timothy, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great!
0: Are you enjoying this party then? Yes,
1: I am definitely enjoying this party, it's really fabulous!
0: But there's too many people, do you like all the people here? Yeah! And the music? Uh,
1: Yeah! It's so good, because, like, the music, it's so good. Okay.
0: so are you telling me, Timothy, that you're an extrovert?
1: Yes, I'm definitely an extrovert.
0: Well, do you know what? I'm an introvert. But do you know what? I think as soon as we leave this party, I need to get on with this podcast today, we're going to be talking about how introverts can live stream. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think that's good. Can I be on the podcast?
0: You're already on it.
1: Why don't you do a song about introverts live streaming?
0: Do you know what? That's a great idea and I think I have the perfect
2: tune. You're shy, maybe you're bold, or even extroverted. Maybe that's not your problem, and you're just camera shy.
1: I think you should get on the podcast now.
0: I think I will.
3: This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast. With Ian Anderson Gray. Helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing.
2: Together, we We can go go live!
0: Hello, it's the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. This is episode... 20. I can't believe we're on 20 already. That's really exciting because it feels like a grown-up podcast now. I know that sounds weird, but I can't remember. There's, there is a number of podcast episodes that people talk about, It people usually give up by, and I think it's quite low. It's like 12 or 13 or something like that. So it's really good that I've gotten past that and I'm on to episode 20. But I need to do quite a few more before I beat my old record, which is around, I feel it's around 26, 27. Back in around 2012, 2013, I had another podcast called The what was it called again? The Seriously Social News Podcast. And that was really cool in the sense that it was a podcast, but it was a huge amount of work because I was having to, I was talking about the latest news in the social media and marketing space. And so I had to do all that research. I had to get it all perfect. So there was perfectionism syndrome going in there as well. And then of course, the other problem with it is I I put it onto iTunes and all the other networks out there. And then, Two or three days later, it was completely out of date content. So one of the things I'm really excited about in doing this podcast is this is evergreen content. This is stuff that doesn't really go out of date. Yes, some of the technology will, but today is a topic about confidence and mindset and particularly focusing on introversion? And does it matter whether you are an introvert or an extrovert when it comes to live video? So you can find out the show notes. You can check out the show notes just by going to iag.me forward slash 20. That's iag.me forward slash 20. And if you are watching live or watching the replay, let me know where in the world you're from and whether you identify as an introvert or an extrovert. Just put that in the comments. It'd be great to, uh, great to, to hear from you.
1: You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing
0: Podcast with Ian Anderson-Grey. So this podcast is sponsored by my good friends at Content 10X and Ecamm Live. And just a little bit about Ecamm Live because Ecamm Live is such an amazing platform because it allows you to broadcast to pretty much any network out there. It allows you to broadcast to Facebook, to YouTube, to pretty much all the platforms out there. And it's my go-to live video tool for Mac computers. And that's primarily because it's a standalone app. It runs in the background on your computer and it's very, very powerful and easy to use. For example, you can do all these really cool things like bringing in people onto your show. You can do green screen. You can highlight comments on the screen. You've got the ability to save of high quality format video and also repurpose that for later as well. And it integrates with Facebook Live, uh, YouTube Live, Periscope, Twitch and Restream.io. And of course, you've got all these amazing other features like uh, NDI, virtual webcams, all that kind of stuff. It's really, really cool. So if you want to find out more, all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash ecam Live. That's iag.me forward slash E-C-A-M-L-I-V-E. So introversion, live video as as an introvert. What do you think? Let me know what you think, whether it matters at all. But I'm going to be sharing with you a little bit about what my thoughts are on whether you, as an introvert or an extrovert, whether it makes any difference when it comes to live video stuff. So first of all, I asked some people some questions. You know, what do you think about this? Do you think it makes a difference whether you're an introvert or an extrovert when it comes to live video? So my, f- my good friend Eric Fisher says, I'm an introvert and I go live just fine. Got a few other comments from people, but that's what Eric Fisher says. And also Claire Yosa, who we had on the show a couple of episodes ago, says, I'm a massive introvert, but I love being on stage or video or meeting people as long as I can hibernate afterwards. And I love that. And I want to actually maybe another time ask you, Claire, about that, because that's how I feel. I love doing live video. I love getting on stage, but I it does take a lot out of me. And I do sometimes feel that I need to just go away and hibernate or just have a lie down or something like that. I have this high, it, it gives it energizes me, but then I, I just need to go and have a bit of a bit of me time. So I think there are some things about being an introvert that uh, are different when it comes to live videos, such as that. Maybe you need to to uh, take some time away, but maybe you don't. So, bit of a background on me. I, When I grew up, I was a bit of a geek, it uh, has to be said. And I loved music, I loved technology, I went into my room quite often and I would play on a ZX Spectrum computer or a ZX Spectrum if you're from the States. Now, this is very much a British computer. And looking back on my childhood, I think it was... This that reminded me how much of an introvert I was as a kid, because I loved nothing more than going into my bedroom, getting this computer out and just programming and, and having some fun on my own. And uh, so so that was my first real, real experience or reminder about being an introvert. And yes, I was I was a musician. I I love music. Uh, I've got a picture here if you're watching the live stream of me playing the cello when I was probably about seven or eight years old. And again, this was a way that I could get lost in my own thoughts and lost in the music. I, I really, really enjoyed doing that. Yeah, performance side of things. I really enjoyed performing in front of lots of people. I didn't find that being an introvert stopped me from doing that at all. And it's interesting because I speak to a lot of musicians, a lot of performers, and a lot of speakers who have no problem getting in front of an audience and performing or speaking to them. Then around, I was about 11 years old, we moved from England uh, up to Scotland. And Unfortunately, because of my English accent, I got teased and bullied quite a lot. And I think that really kind of brought me into myself even more. Uh, And particularly when I then had to move back down to England again after having uh, acquired a Scottish accent. That was quite a tough time in my life, really. And uh, yeah, I, I, I look back at that time and I find that... It was a really difficult time, and something that I've had to deal with since that feeling of uh, being being teased and bullied for being different. I think that experience has allowed me to become more empathetic and more caring for people in in the end. But that again, it, it made me more more of an introvert. I think it put put me pushed me back into myself a little bit more. That was a picture of my uh, dog as we uh, used to go out on these. Uh, walks around my house. And I really enjoy doing that. So those times walking around with my dog, and if any of you have animals, uh, we, we don't have any more because unfortunately, my wife is allergic to dogs. But yeah, that that was that time when I could just get out, think to myself, get out in the, into the elements, and spend some quality time just thinking. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a bit. But then I had to make a choice. I had to make a choice like all kids need to do when they reach the end of school, the choice was, what do I do? Do I go down the more geeky route and go and go in the sciencey route, or do I choose music, which I suppose is also geeky as well? I had to make that decision. And in the end, music won for me. And this picture, if you're watching the live stream, I'll put this in the show notes as well, is a picture of me at my first year at the Royal Northern College of Music in an opera. This was Puccini's La Boheme, and I'm actually in this photo as a paparazzi photographer. I wonder whether you can guess where I am in this. Maybe a little bit uh, tricky, but yeah, I was loving this. I love this opportunity to get on stage, to be in my own character and interact with other people. This is me here with a, with a nice little hat on, and I've got some really happy memories of that that experience being on stage. Now, I never realized that, or I never thought that years later, I would be on stage at Social Media Marketing World, a a big, big social media conference in the States, in San Diego. I never thought that I would be transitioning from performing on stage as a singer to being on stage at a social media conference. But it was at this point, really, when I realized that my background uh, in technology and geeky stuff mixed really well with my background as a performer as well. And then a couple of years later, I found myself on stage with other marketers at Social Media Marketing World singing. So on stage, being able to bring my performance, my musical background and technology all together. It was really, really awesome. So some really, really just amazing experiences that I've had and a real epiphany moments in my life. So yeah, I think introverts are often misunderstood Got Jeff C watching. So thanks, Jeff, for joining, joining me. Uh, Jeff says that he thinks that introverts can use hacks to get over the fear of live video, like interviewing people instead of going solo. I know that works for me. You're so right, Jeff. And yeah, it's so much easier, isn't it, to go live when you're just talking to somebody else. Whereas today, what I'm doing is this is a solo show. This is just me talking to myself. So it is is it it is uh, definitely possible to just use some hacks. And I'm going to come uh, share some survival tips in this little presentation. Another little thing, actually, is giving a presentation like this is a lot easier for introverts because I'm just using, I've I've already created this presentation, I've planned ahead. And so I know what I'm talking about. And it doesn't feel like I'm just rambling on. So if you are more, if you're really interested in finding out more about introverts, I highly recommend this book it's called Quiet uh, it's by Susan Cain. It's the kind of, it's the Bible of introvert, the study into introverts and uh, the difference between introverts and extroverts. So I highly recommend this if you haven't read it before. If you're an extrovert, I think still it's really w- important to read this because it's, you know, it's basically 50% of the world, at least, are introverts. So definitely check that out. Okay, we've got to this point in this in the show without actually defining what an introvert is. And this is really important because I speak to a lot of people and they when I say to them that I'm an introvert, they say, "No, you're not an introvert. You're not shy. You're not, you know, you you go and speak on stage, you sing, you perform. You know, you're not an introvert." And then I have to say to them, well, that's not really the definition of an introvert. So I I looked around, I looked at a few different definitions of what an introvert is. And I came across this one and I actually really disagree with this because this definition is what a lot of people think an introvert is, which is a shy, reticent person. I think that's quite rude. A person predominantly concerned with their own thoughts and feelings rather than with external things. I think that second bit is, is definitely some truth in that because I think a lot of introverts do become overly concerned with their own thoughts and feelings. But I actually prefer this definition here, which is someone who prefers calm, minimally stimulating environments Introverts tend to feel drained after socializing and regain their energy by spending time alone. So what do you think about that as a definition? Do you think that's right? On the whole, I do prefer calm, uh, minimally stimulating environments, but I tell you what, I do need some stimulation every now and again. So I'm not always an introvert. I just find that if everything is overly stimulating all the time, I just get tired. So like for example, with this live video, this is actually quite a stimulating thing. But at the end of it, I I need to do this. I love doing this. I love doing my podcast. But at the end of it, I still sometimes feel a little bit drained. So just if you're an introvert, just know those signs. So I've got a quiz for you. I want you to add each one of these up and let me know at the end what you think. What what do you think of these questions? And also let me know what score you've got. So uh, the first question is, you enjoy spending time by yourself. So if you... If you enjoy that, then give yourself a one. And by the way, extroverts are going to get some of these too. Number two is being around lots of people drains your energy. Number three, your best thinking occurs when you're by yourself. Now, that's an interesting one because, yes, that's certainly the case for me, but sometimes I need other people to bounce ideas off people. So, you know, number four, you get anxious if you are if you have to go to a big party and you would prefer to leave early. Number five, other people tend to ask you for your opinion on things. You're maybe a good listener. Six, this is not all, not all introverts are like this, but not great. You're not great at confrontation. You prefer not to engage with people who seem angry or upset. Number seven, you receive more calls, texts and emails than you make unless you have no choice. So I suppose this is fear of the telephone. Most introverts will prefer to text or, or send messages electronically as opposed to having to speak on the phone number eight is a big one you're allergic to small talk you find you know what's the weather like how are you doing today you'd rather just get down to the nitty-gritty the deep stuff number nine too much stimulation leaves you feeling distracted and unfocused number 10 you tend to be very self-aware Uh, Number 11, you are drawn to jobs that involve independence. So a lot of people in the work-at-home space, the entrepreneur, the homepreneur space, tend to be introverts, not always the case. And number 12, you often get lost in your own thoughts and have been accused of overthinking things. So I wonder whether you are like that. So count those up, let me know in the comments, or let me know by email what score you got. How much of an introvert are you? And I'm probably about 9 about nine on that scale, just to give you an idea. So if you're an introvert, you get your energy from being alone, that alone time. It's not to say that you want to be all alone all the time. You still need that uh, stimulation from other people. But if you want to recharge your batteries, you need to spend that time alone. Whereas an extrovert gets, they get that energy from being around other people. So generally speaking, extroverts need to be around people more often. Now, if we go to the opposite of uh, or the other side of things, uh, we're going to talk about shyness. And a lot of people think that if you're an introvert, you are shy. And that's not necessarily the case. So you could be a shy introvert, or you could be a shy extrovert. There are definitely some shy extroverts out there. So a shy a shy person tends to be, uh, it has this fear of, of people or of certain social situations or or maybe kind of talking about themselves, that type of thing. And then a bold person is somebody, it's the opposite of shy, which is uh, no fear of people or, or social situations. So obviously if there's a sliding scale, you can be in the middle. Uh, you can also be in the middle of being an introvert or an extrovert. And in that case, you'd be an ambivert. But yeah, uh, if you could draw yourself a grid, put introvert on the top left, extrovert on the top right, shy on the bottom left, bold on the bottom right, and then just try and put where in all of that are you. And I have to say, I'm definitely more of an introvert than an extrovert. Depends on the situation, but I am—I can be quite shy. depends on Depends on what it is. If I'm with people I really know, uh, then absolutely, I, I, I'm not so shy. But uh, yeah, just be interested to know what you think about that. So here's a, another quote from uh, from that uh, Facebook post that I I asked people what they thought of all of this. And my good friend Amy Woods, who is is uh, from Content Ten X, and she um, Content Ten X of course sponsor this podcast. She says this: I think a lot of people really confuse introversion with shyness. They are not the same thing. Totally agree. I'm really introverted, but because I will speak on stage, people I know will say those two don't go hand in hand. But there is no correlation between speaking on stage and being an introvert and an extrovert. And certainly that's been my experience, Amy. I totally agree with you. And I I think many, many people that I've spoken to who are speakers and who also who do live video are introverts, which is really interesting. So yeah, I think actually live video is the perfect place for introverts. I know this might sound weird and I know a lot of people really who are introverts might struggle with this, but yeah, it's great because you're in your office on your own, you've you got control over the situation as long as you sort the check out. And yeah, it's a great place. You don't have to be in a big party situation with lots and lots of people. It's communicating with your audience from the tranquility of your office. Salma Jaffrey said this, as an introvert, I'd rather go live, be on video or speak on stage uninterrupted than have to insert myself into a conversation with people. That's been my experience. So yeah, what do you think? Is that your experience? I think there was a difference between going live or getting in front of the camera And speaking in front of real people at a a conference, I think a lot of people feel more comfortable speaking at a conference than to a camera, but that's more to do with camera anxiety, which we'll talk about. So know your superpowers as an introvert you have superpowers. They are your superpowers. Know your strengths. If you're an extrovert, know your superpowers. Know what your extroversion gives you or know what your introversion gives you so that you can then use that for your for your own good and how you can influence other people. But also know your limits as well. Know that you will not necessarily, if you're an introvert, be able to go live 24 hours a day for the next Two or, two or three days. That might completely do your head in, or maybe it won't. Maybe after hearing all of that, you think, well, yeah, okay, I, I'm an introvert, but I still feel really anxious. I, I what? How can I sort that out? Well, my, my answer to that is really, yeah, that we can talk about that, but maybe introversion is not the issue here. So another quote from a friend of mine, Michael Phillips, who says, I hate the thought of doing this, i.e. going live. The main thing that goes through my head is why would anyone want to listen to what I have to say? Now, that's really interesting because I feel like this a lot. And this is something that can come from introversion. And that is overthinking things or just, you know, getting caught up in your own thoughts and thinking, well, no one's going to be interested in what I have to say. So, yeah, uh, we're going to talk about that. And then Ian Padgett says, As an introvert, the idea terrifies me, although I've done it a couple of times now. And here today I'm doing weekly live group calls, which is kind of similar. Although the idea was daunting, once it went live, it actually felt quite safe. It wasn't the same as talking to a room of people. It turned into a fun experience and almost felt like hanging out with a friend. And again, I, I think you know, we, we tend to, as introverts, overthink things and so we can build up a situation in our minds that it, and we can make this, the, the feeling of going live actually terrifying. We, and actually when we go live, we realize, actually it's not terrifying, it's okay. You know, nothing's gone wrong so far. And now it's time for our next sponsor, which is Content 10X. I'm so proud that Content 10X are sponsoring this podcast because they are experts in content repurposing. They provide a full end to end repurposing service so if you go live they will then take that video the replay video of that and repurpose it to explode across the internet saving you time and building your business so for example you could take your live video they can take your live video and make it into a podcast into a blog post infographic loads of social media posts as well which is amazing now, they also have an awesome blog at Content10x.com and also a podcast. So, check out content, the Content 10x podcast, which is packed with great advice and all things repurposing. And I want to thank Content 10x so much for sponsoring this podcast. So I think there are these live video syndromes that I'm going to be mentioning to you. These are things that so many people around the world that I've spoken to suffer from or think they suffer from. So there's comparison syndrome, that's comparing yourself with other people out there who are doing live video really well, or they've got a really different personality that, that you feel really makes them stand out, and you couldn't possibly do that. Or maybe it's feeling like an idiot syndrome. You're just worried about making a complete fool of yourself on camera. Or maybe you don't like the way you look and you're really worried about how people are going to think uh, about you because you're looking a particular way in your mind. Or there's that dreaded imposter syndrome. And a big shout out to Claire Yosa, who I mentioned earlier, because her book on imposter syndrome has come out. It's uh, So definitely order that. Just go to your local bookstore or Amazon and just search for Claire Yosa. That's Claire and then J-O-S-A, imposter syndrome, because that is amazing. Performance anxiety. So I'm going to be getting some people on the show to talk about performance anxiety, but you getting in front of the camera and being really getting anxious because you're having to perform. Or maybe you're camera shy. And I think instead of me- talking about introversion as the issue, maybe you're struggling, you're shy in front of the camera and we need to talk about ways of getting more getting over that. Or maybe it's the technology <laughs> excuse syndrome. So you're using that te- the technology, your lack of good technology, maybe your camera's not good enough as an excuse, because actually you're really afraid of getting in front of the camera. Or perfectionism syndrome, which we're all struggling from probably, you know, we're all trying to get things as perfect as possible. And of course, then we never end up doing it. So I want to just quickly talk about perfectionism syndrome because I think this is really important because it can hold us back and stop us from producing our best stuff. And as an introvert... I think, again, we tend to overthink things. So the first video, the first live video that you do, you will be afraid. If you're like most of us, the first one that you do, you'll feel scared. The fear factor will be really high. And also the quality of the live video is probably not going to be your best. Let's face it, the more you do, the better they will become. And also the more confident you will become. You'll have blips along the way. You'll go up and down as as it is with all types of journeys. But over time, you will get better and better and better. So do think about that. Do start knowing that it will get easier, will get better, but you've got to start. But and this is a big thing that you need to think about is don't overthink things. Don't feel that it's all about you because actually it isn't. We tend to get all self-obsessed and ultimately it's not about you. It's about your audience. When you're broadcasting live, you are communicating with your audience and particularly with live video you're wanting to listen to your audience connect with your audience and hear what they have to say too so here's some survival tips for introverts if you're an introvert listening to this or watching this then these are for you but also if you're an extrovert just you can share some of these tips with your introvert friends First of all, when it comes to social media and live video, actually, I think it's a perfect place for introverts. This picture I'm showing on the screen is, is a picture of social media marketing world. There are literally thousands of people in this room, but I didn't feel anxious when I was there because all these people were similar to me. We, we shared something in common. There was this feeling of belonging. And when it comes to social media, it's this way that you can connect on your own terms and your own space with people who share maybe similar viewpoints to you. And you can have these really deep quality conversations with people. But remember to keep your energy level topped up. If you're going to conferences, if you're spending time doing live video, make sure you're disconnecting, you're going out for walks, doing other things so that your your energy levels are topped up. And remember to build deep relationships. You know, as an introvert, you're probably not going to be massively into small talk. So don't do that on social media and on live video. Try and go deeper into those conversations. Use your superpower to connect with people. So, yeah, you know, find where your community is and invest in those relationships. You know, find your tribe. And I don't know whether you're on the, still here, Jeff, but uh, Jeff C was on the show uh, quite a few weeks ago, and he was, one of his top tips was that when people leave comments, you can actually, you can actually talk to them and say, look, I remember you from last week. Uh, so, Jeff, I'm. this is what I'm doing now. Jeff, you asked this really, really, really good question. You you actually uh, made a really good point a few weeks ago about when people come on and leave comments, you can make them feel really part of your tribe and feel really loved and, and welcome. So that's really important. Get some regular retreat days. This is something that I've found so, so useful. I don't do it enough and please encourage me that I need to do this more often. So I try and do this once a month. It probably doesn't happen more than four times per year, if I'm being totally honest. And, and this is really just... Uh, particularly if you're working from home, it's going out on a business meeting or business retreat day uh, with yourself. So, yeah, just take that time, go somewhere on a walk, go away from technology, and just write down your thoughts and your dreams, your hopes uh, for the future, and just disconnect from technology, disconnect from people. You'll find that that's really, really important, and you'll come back so passionate and so full of ideas when you come back, I promise you. And when it comes to social media, don't just say thank you, you know, actually build on those conversations. So I've written an article about this on how to stop saying thank you on social media. This is not to say stop saying thank you altogether, but you know, just don't just stop there. If you're just saying thank you, when people have shared your content, you're kind of, ending the conversation. So here are some examples to engage with people, to serve people and uh, to not just say thank you. And this is what I call my thank you replacement list. So send them a personalized video. Most people don't do that. On Twitter, for example, just send them a video to say, hi, I saw you on Twitter. I love what you do. And I just thought I'd just connect with you hope that's okay tell them a little about yourself you know do send personalized welcome videos because most people don't do that or if they've shared an article of yours ask them what they think about it you know what do you think about what i've written there or the podcast or the other thing is don't just share your stuff be generous and share their stuff too that's a really good way to get on their radar and start conversations Introduce them to somebody new that you know. Be a connector. Be human and personal. Share what you're doing, not just your work stuff. Share what you're doing. Uh, one of the one of my clients became a client because she saw that I was sharing what I was doing with my kids in the park. We we're just going for a walk, and she said, "Oh, he's a he's like a normal person. He's a human being." So think about that. Uh, and then, if you've got a sense of humour, which hopefully you have, be funny. Just Share some jokes. Share your sense of humour as well and also be an encourager. Uh, not all introverts have the gift of encouragement, but if you do, encourage people. People need to be encouraged on a day-by-day basis. And finally, animated gifts. You either love them or hate them, but you know, just be creative and uh, connect with people that way. Now, if you're running out of time in the week, if you feel overwhelmed with stuff, with the way you're engaging with people on social media, don't be afraid to schedule or schedule some content. Set aside some times throughout the week just to spend some time engaging with people and this is what i do i don't i don't schedule so much content anymore on social media but i do spend time like maybe 20 minutes a day going onto twitter going onto facebook and replying and engaging with people uh, on a real human to human way and you could use loads of uh, different tools you could use just the standard tools like uh, the Twitter or Facebook uh, websites or apps on your phone, or you could use a tool like Agoura Pulse or Hootsuite or something like that. I use Agoura Pulse, and I find it a really quick and easy way to get through all my comments and messages across all the different networks. It saves me so much time and gets me down to that inbox zero feeling, which is great. When it comes to your conversations, make sure you go deep in those and, uh, Also into your content, make sure the content that you produce is is nice and deep. Because again, if you're an introvert, then that is one of your superpowers to to think deeply about things. So use that in all the content that you create and in the conversations that you have with your people around you. But as an introvert, you may suffer from a big problem, and that is what is called cabin fever. I think most people out there, if they spend too much time on their own, too much time in the same place they start to go a little bit mad, they get frustrated. And so spend some time getting out of your house, getting out of your office, spending time with other people. There are loads of other ways you could do this. For example, you could work in a coffee shop. Now this is difficult for live videos because of the background noise, but if you're just doing some standard working, go to a coffee shop, or join a mastermind group with other like-minded people. So if you want to share your thoughts and bounce ideas off other people, then a mastermind is so, so useful because it allows you to connect with other people, to share what's going on in your life, share your frustrations, get a kick on the backside, that kind of thing. Masterminds are so, so good. And I highly recommend if you can find a group of other people to meet up with. I, again, I'll, I'll have people on the show to talk about masterminds because they've really changed my life a jelly or a co-working space. So this is basically going somewhere where other people are working. You don't have to talk to them. It's not a networking event. It's just really a case for you working. You can collaborate with other people. But again, it's a place where you can go where as an introvert, you're not having to necessarily talk with other people, but you're just being with other people and getting on with your work. And of course, go to conferences, go to conferences in your industry where you can connect with other people. A, a tip for introverts, before you go uh, to the conference, try and find out who's going first and, and connect with them beforehand. Get that small talk done out of the out of the way and then make sure that you uh, look for them at the conference and you connect with them. You'll find that will be so, so useful. You'll have, uh, be able to go much deeper into those relationships if you do that. And then the final thing I want to share, really, when it comes to uh, being an introvert and social media and live video is Learn the Five Love Languages. It's a great book. I forget who it's by, but the, the book is all about relationships. So usually you talk about it. It's talk, the, the main original book is how you show your love to your spouse, uh, whether it's your wife, husband, girlfriend, boyfriend. And there are different ways that we experience and uh, the w- the way we receive and the way we give love. So I wonder whether you identify with any of these. For example, the first one on the list is quality time. So you just might love spending quality time with your loved one, and that's how you feel loved, and that's how you express your love for them. That might not be their, their love language. They may have a different love language. And if you just want to spend loads and loads of time with them, they don't really feel loved. They actually might just want a cuddle. They want a hug. Uh, and maybe maybe you're not so much of, of that, but you need to remember that your, uh, your loved one just want a hug. Uh, or maybe it's acts of service. So that's doing things, you know, they want, they feel loved when you do things for them. Like, washing the dishes or something like that. Words of affirmation. This is a big one for me. I just love it when my wife says nice things about me. She says she loves me. Uh, It's not so much of a thing for her though. So I can say, I love you. I love you loads of times, but she thinks, well, yeah, but that's great. But why haven't you done the washing up? I, I thought you said you loved me. And then finally, gifts. So people uh, may feel loved if you give them something. Give them something that shows, demonstrates that you really think that you care for them. Why am I sharing all of this with you? And the reason is because I think it's the same when it comes to your audience and your tribe. And so I think you need to work out what are the love languages of your tribe, do they want quality time? Do they want to spend that quality time with you? Do they want to feel hugged and uh, to have that kind of that intimacy? Do they want to have that encouragement, that word, those words of affirmations? Do they want, do they feel that they want things done for them? You know, that they, they, they feel loved when you actually do things and you go out of your way and you do something out of the ordinary for, for your audience that they think, oh wow, I didn't expect that. Or maybe it's it's gifts, maybe actually giving them free things, like something that, again, is out of the ordinary, they feel loved that way. And so when it comes to live video or social media and, and connecting with your audience, think about those five love languages. And I'd love to know from you what you think would be great ways of interacting with your audience that way. I want to end with a quote from my friend Amanda Robinson, who doesn't really know where she lies on the introvert-extrovert scale. But I do identify with some of this. And I don't like to put people in boxes all the time. Some people are definitely introverts. Some people are definitely extroverts. Some people yo-yo between them, and some people are just in the middle. So Amanda says, I have no idea why I fall on the scale of introvert-extrovert. I love doing live video, and I'm incredibly social in a crowd. But I love working by myself and being solo. Where that becomes a problem is I can go days in a row of only talking to people on a computer screen and not having any real world interactions. It becomes a yo-yo cycle for me of needing human contact and social events, extroverting like crazy, then needing isolation and concentration. Well, no, Amanda, that you are not alone with that. It's uh, something that I think a lot of us struggle with just know yourself. Learn to to work out what works for you. There's no right or wrong here. So when it comes to live video, basically, if you're an introvert, that is not an excuse not to go live. If you're feeling anxious, it's not to do with being an introvert. It's to do with something else. It's either to do with camera shy or some other form of anxiety which we need to kind of unpick and if you need any help with that then just contact me just go to my website iag.me and you can find out loads of information uh loads of blogs or you can email me at ian at iag.me and if you want to book some time with me i've got a time with ian slot that you can have and all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash activate to spend that time with me. It's a paid session just for an hour and we can go through all these problems and uh, really help you with that. So until next time, I really encourage you to level up your impact authority using live video confidently. See you soon, everyone.
3: Bye! Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me, where you can continue to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo.
2: dream.